If you're ready for some word today, I've got some ready for you. So take out your Bible or your Bible apps, your, your note paper, your pens, and go to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. And I want to get right into this message today to start something new that I call the path to promotion. 1 Peter chapter 5, and I want you to notice with me, let's begin reading in verse 5. Likewise, you younger people, submit to your elders. How many old people are glad for that verse right there? Some of you are pretty brave. I'm an old person. Uh, yes, all of you be, <laughs> there's that all of you thing. Some of you thought you got out of that. All of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with, what's that word? Humility. Put on your humble clothes. For, here's the reason for that, for God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. So we're either resisted or we're graced, depending on our disposition, on our heart's attitude. We're either getting resisted by God or lifted by God or graced to do more. Verse six, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. So that's an intentional act, isn't it? Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. I want you to see the final statement in there again. The outcome of this action of humbling ourselves is that God wants to exalt us. Do you know that God wants to exalt you? That almost seems, uh, you know, it almost seems like, it's, like it sounds wrong. Like, I, I don't know if I should want to be exalted. Well, he tells you how to get it, so maybe it'd be okay to want exaltation. But God wants to exalt you. Yeah, he's not our problem, he's our answer. He's not the one keeping us down, pushing us out. He's the one seeking to elevate, to lift us up, to promote us and give us a higher place. You know that, that, that God is, is very secure. Uh, he's not uh, concerned about you taking over. <laughs> he's, not, he's not nervous about us getting too high unless it has something to do with, with harming ourselves or us doing it the wrong way, and I'll share that later. Uh, but as a general rule, he's not concerned about his people being too successful, being in too high of a position, um, he wants to exalt us. So much so that he says, here's how it works, you guys. I want to exalt you, and so your humility is necessary for that to take place. And if you will humble yourselves under my mighty hand, I will have access I'll be able to lift you. I'll be able to elevate your life. Amen? This word exalt in the Greek does mean that. It means to elevate literally or physically or figuratively. It's translated exalt here. And it's also translated to lift up. 
So God's will for your life is that you be lifted up, elevated in life, that you be exalted. If we ever find ourselves in a lowly place where, where, where things are not really working, where we're not finding too much success, uh, would it be because God is keeping us down or could it go back to us and maybe we would say uh, it's because we're not submitting to his will. Maybe we are not giving him that place, as he said, uh, be clothed with humility and humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Maybe we have set ourselves at times above the mighty hand of God. We've exalted our will, our opinions, our stance, our preferences above the mighty hand of God. Therefore, he's unable to promote us. Could it be that? And I say, yes, he gave us the answer right there. He does not desire to keep us down. And again, it's not wrong to want to be elevated because he tells us how to achieve it. It is simply the pathway to that promotion that makes all the difference. Which path are we on? It is a dangerous road when we are just in the business of self-promotion, self-exaltation. I am going to set myself up higher. I'm gonna uh, try to control the narrative about me and, 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 and make everyone believe certain things about me instead of humbling and trusting the Lord in his ability to promote. Again, the scripture says here that he may exalt in due time. Exaltation, good or bad? Good. Method, you guys aren't responsive. Okay, uh, thank you. Uh, method to that, pathway to that exaltation, good or bad, that's up to us, okay? We want him to exalt us. Not, I want this position, I want this place, I want this recognition, I want this standing in life, and I'm gonna get it no matter how I get it. Uh, no, no, we can't have that heart at all. Let that, let that not be any of our attitudes that I'm gonna get it no matter what. However I need to, whatever I need to do. No, I'm gonna get it and I'm gonna get it God's way or I'm not getting it. How about that heart? It's not whoever I can step on, whatever I can make people believe of me, whatever I can do. No, I'm gonna get it God's way or I'm not gonna get it and, and that's just the way it's gonna be. Everybody with me? Lots of people desire position and place and increase and success. Again, in and of itself, desire is not so wrong. It's not an ungodly desire, but the method unto it makes all the difference in the world. It's like financial prosperity, good or bad. Okay, what if you rob the bank to get it? Bad. <laughs> what if you manipulate, you do something else? You know, bad. But what if the Lord blesses you? Good. And it's not gonna wreck you. It's not gonna ruin you. You're not gonna give yourself the credit. You're gonna give him thanks, right? So lots of things work that way. Humility is one of the most admirable qualities uh, we can have. Uh, there are plenty of proud people all around the world, but the truly humble are very hard to find because this subject is often ignored by us, not necessarily intentionally because we don't really understand it or we don't ever judge ourselves to be proud. 
We never say that about, well, sometimes people say that, and I'll get that fixed up later. But we never judge ourselves in this way thinking, oh yeah, that's talking about me. I should watch out for my own attitude in that regard. We don't think of ourselves that way, and often it's because we're blinded to it. We're, we're doing it, we're thinking a certain way, we're speaking about ourselves in a certain way, and we're not seeing this is repulsive to God. This is a hindrance to what he wants to do in my life. If we did, oh, we'd, we'd get it right out. We, we'd kick it right out of there. And I, but I believe this is gonna happen while I'm teaching today and in the coming weeks. Uh, you're gonna see some things. We're gonna see some things about ourselves. It's not really pretty. <laughs> but it won't, be, it won't come in a condemning way. The Lord not, not wanting to knock us down. Uh, he's wanting to help us. When we see it, we say, oh, yeah, I do that. Oh, oh, I see. Well, I, yeah, I get that. Here's the thing. Uh, it's a hindrance to what God's will is in our lives. He wants to promote. And unless I see it, I'm never going to deal with it. I'm never going to get rid of it. Yeah. I know sometimes people think, well, the Lord never talks to us about negative things. All he does is tell us how righteous we are in Christ. Um, no, no, that's not true. He's not going to condemn us. He's not guilt tripping us, but he is going to talk about us to us in a way that'll help. I mean, if I'm playing, if I have a, a golf partner and we go out regularly and play golf and, uh, and all through the summer, you know, I'm swinging a certain way and it's totally obvious to my good friend that a certain thing that I'm doing is causing me to slice the ball and I've, it's costing me lots of money and balls in the water or something. And, and then, and he never says anything to me about it just lets me go on month after month after month with one small little change and I could have a better score and beat him and, and, and uh, you know, save money on golf balls, all this kind of stuff. He never says anything. What kind of friend is that? You know, and to think the Lord would never tell us about something we're doing wrong when it's hindering our promotion. What kind of friend is that? See, he will talk to us. He'll do, us, he'll do it gently. He'll do it with kindness but I, I'm really convinced of this, in part because of the Lord dealing with me about this subject for us. I, I believe I'm led of the Spirit to teach this and to bring this subject up. I, I do the math really quick along a lot of these things. I see the Lord wants to elevate people. He wants to exalt you. He wants to take us as a church higher. Well, what's necessary? Well, if he wants to do it, he's God. Why don't he just do it? because that's not how the kingdom of God works. It's not all God. It is us cooperating with him. It is us sometimes correcting attitudes and procedures and methods and us saying, I need to make a little adjustment here. I keep slicing the ball and I need to make a little change. And just like that, God wants my, my ball to go straight. <laughs> now, it wasn't about the will of God. He didn't want you to slice it ever, right? It's about a little adjustment that needs to be made. And just like that, promotions will come at work and promotions will come financially. Promotions will come in ministry and effectiveness and God will use you more than ever before. Say, so what's happening? You got rid of the hindrance because he does resist the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Amen. Well, what that means, and, and I gotta get back to my notes eventually, but I have a plan. But what that means is... Uh, when someone's resisted, you could say it this way, they're not given extra grace. 
Grace is what makes you good at anything. Grace is what is how we're saved. Grace is why you can walk without stumbling if you can. <laughs> Grace is why you can uh, swing the golf club. It's a type of grace. Grace is what enables me to speak and, and teach and minister. Grace enables you to do everything that you're good at. And things you're not good at, you're not graced in that area. And in anything we can be better at or be promoted in, it means you got more grace. Grace is, an, is, is, is a, a little bit of what God can do. He can do everything. And he says, now you can do this. That's part of me. You can do this. That's part of my ability working in you. So for me to be uh, promoted in life, I need a little more of that. Or I need to yield to it. I, I need to cooperate with his grace. And the attitude in which I do everything I do determines how much of that I get. Everybody okay? We can say more about that as a separate subject in and of itself. But again, God's grace is what exalts and what lifts people up. You want to do well in life? Pursue the grace of God. Yield to it. Find out how to increase it. And according to this passage, this is how we do it, okay? Uh, James wrote very similarly in four and six, but he gives more grace, more grace, more grace. Grace, good. More grace, gooder. He gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So I wanna ask, who are the proud and who are the humble? Who among us are proud? <laughs> Who among us are humble? Well, let's just, just break it down a little bit, look at some definitions. Uh, pride is the quality of having an excessively high opinion of oneself or one's importance. Excessively high. It's when we think, this thing's all riding on me. <laughs> I am so important, if I'm not here, the whole thing goes down. No, no. You're not that important. <laughs> I don't mean that you're not uh, extremely important to God, meaning he values you and he loves you, but his whole kingdom is not riding on you. And there are so many things in life when we begin to think, it's all on me. If I don't have my hand in it, if I'm not controlling it, if I'm not doing it, it's all going to come crashing down. Yeah, you might be proud. It's, it might be time to trust God. It might be time to, to, to have faith in him. So it's this excessively high opinion. I, I don't mean that if you're not proud, you, have a, you think yourself as nothing. No, we'll get into that. That's not the case. But it's an excessively high opinion of oneself or one's importance. Um, the Hebrew word uh, is translated as arrogancy, excellency, majesty, pomp, pride, proud, and swelling. Okay, would you be the kind of person who is swollen? <laughs> I think we, we sometimes think of a, someone's ego being overly inflated, right? Uh, a, uh, one of the Greek words means this, to envelop with smoke. Okay, well, what's the proud person like? They're enveloped with Smoke. What, what is that? Like a, like a false front. They're trying to put on. They're trying to hide. They're trying to conceal who they really are and present something that's not real. 
something that's fake and phony. They don't want anyone to see the real them. They want to tell you, no, this is the way I am and how you should think about me. It's, it's this, this envelopment of smoke, figuratively to inflate with self-conceit. The word is translated high-minded, be lifted up with pride or be proud. Okay, that's, that's that one. There's another Greek word translated pride, and it uses this definition, braggadocio. Okay? <laughs> braggadocio, it's translated boasting and pride. I think we can, I don't know if that sounds like it, it's in Italian, but Paul was in Rome when he wrote, well, this wasn't Paul who wrote this, but, uh, but he used that language too, and so I, I guess Italian would be good. Sorry, I'm going down a rabbit trail here. <laughs> braggadocio, braggarts. Do you like to brag? Yeah? If you like to brag about your accomplishments and what you've done and your experiences, uh, well, that's a hindrance to God. That's a hindrance to walking in God's greater grace. Yeah, if you're a braggart. If you like to, to one-up everybody. You know, everyone's sitting around telling stories of things that happened to them, and someone tells a great story, but you're going to immediately chime in and tell a better story. Oh, that's nothing. You should hear what happened to me. <laughs> Sometimes people tell about accidents and things, negative stuff that's happened, or, you know, or maybe a, they, they accomplished something in life or got, maybe they were playing some kind of competition, and they hit the ball out of the park, and yeah, but I hit two out of the park. <laughs> Yeah, I've done that too. In fact, three times I've done that. <laughs> you know, they're always going to do one better than, than you. They're, they're a braggart. They, they want everybody to be impressed with their skills or their experiences or what they've overcome in life. Pride is the proud person is one who looks down on others. Look down on them. I'm superior. I'm better. I've done more. I'm smarter. You should, you should honor me with, with all kinds of recognition. See, uh, pride is you lifting yourself up, whereas humility is God lifting you up, okay? One will lift you up temporarily. The other will lift you up permanently. See, I may be able to promote, exalt, myself and make others think a certain thing of me, but it won't last. It's a temporary, uh, you know, I may be a legend in someone's mind tempor temporarily, but when the Lord promotes, when he exalts, you can keep that place. It, you can stay in, in, in that position. Amen. So we're starting to see this a little bit. I want you to see what God uh, the way he is, because we're, you know, instructed to be imitators of God, so we can be like him, and what he detests, because if he does, we should also detest it and say, I want that out of my heart. I want that attitude out of me. I want to get, I want to get rid of that. And by the way, just a side note to this, uh, there's no good kind of pride, okay? You won't find a verse. I mean, you're welcome to share them with me. <laughs> you won't... You won't find a verse in the Bible that says, yeah, and you should be proud of this, and you should be proud of this, and you should be. It's always spoken of in a negative way, as something God despises, as something that should be resisted. But humility is a character trait to be prized. 
a character trait that we should seek after with all of our hearts. Let me show you over in another place today, if you would, uh, turn to Psalm 75. The book of Psalms in the 75th chapter. And I want you, you to look with me and I'm gonna draw your attention to uh, these verses beginning in four. 75.4, I said to the boastful, do not deal boastfully. And to the wicked, do not lift up the horn. Do not lift up your horn on high. Do not speak with a stiff neck. Now, now how, how many already feel like you're off the hook because you don't have a horn? I've never lifted up my horn. In fact, I don't even have a horn. Those proud people, they ought to stop that. <laughs> well, obviously, uh, a horn is symbolic here. It's symbolic of power. Um, it could be referring to an untamed ox that is being resistant to the yoke put on. It's going to lift up and not, and not accept the, the, the you know, bridle being put on it and so forth. So uh, you can see what it's speaking of is someone being resistant he talks about the stiff neck. Don't, do not speak with a stiff neck. What does that mean? If you wake up with a stiff neck, don't talk to anybody that day because you're going to be rude to them. <laughs> no, not talking about your, you know, adjustment. Uh, your stiff neck, sometimes you have a stiff neck, you know, you can't, it's hard to turn. It's like, oh, when I look, turn this way, it's kind of stiff, it kind of hurts. Uh, a stiff neck is someone who's unyielding, someone who won't, turn, they won't change. Someone who, they resist all uh, attempts really to help them. They'll resist God thinking, ah, I'm fine the way I am. They come to church, accept me the way I am, <laughs> not knowing this is a place of change. We all come here to bow our knee, not to stiffen our neck. We all come here to lower our horn, <laughs> not to lift our horn up, not to demand someone accept me or see me a certain way, right? It's, it's humility is what's what gets you somewhere with God, yeah? So how do I know if I've been doing that? Well, one way is, is because you've been arguing with me in your mind for a while now. You've been, you've been going <laughs> through the list and, and uh, determining why, I, why what I'm saying is not true for you. Oh, okay. Deal with that between you and God and your horn. That's all, that's, but we want to self-analyze. Not, we're not here to judge each other and say, you're proud. You're, you know, let's look in the mirror and say, how's my heart before God? What's my attitude? Am I open? Am I willing to change? Am I demanding my own rights? Am I so concerned about what other people think about me that, uh, that, that I'm just trying to present a false front? I got this puff of, you know, this shield of smoke and... Uh, are we being real? Let's talk about humility for a moment. Humility is a modest or low view of one's own importance. A modest or low view of one's importance. Let me add this just as a side note. The end result of humility is not that we have uh, a poor view of ourselves. It's not that we think we're nothing, we can do nothing, and anytime someone pays us a compliment, we have to deny it. Oh, no, that's not true. And we really, we're really thinking, yeah, that is true, but I'm supposed to be humble. 
<laughs> and so we're to not, no, that, that's not real humility. Humility is, it has to do with truth. But let me give you this, in, in the, the Greek, the one Greek word translated humility uses words like depressed. You can, you know, like depressed, like an impression. Um, let's see. Uh, it, it's translated base, cast down, humble, of low degree, and lowly. Uh, basically, w- if we could see humility in, in the right light, humility sees what's true. It sees reality. When a person is humble, they see themselves in accordance with what really is. They're not denying what really is and say, oh, that's, you know, like, like I said before, anytime something is uh, complimentary or they do succeed at something, they're not denying that and saying, oh no, I can't receive any of that praise because I wanna be humble. If it's true, you believe it. Humility avoids the falseness, the fakeness. True humility is not, pro, uh, is not believing something that's a lie, this high and lofty view beyond what is reality. It is true about self. Pride believes lies. And that could, e- that could even be in a negative sense. Pride believes lies that are, that are, that are criticisms. That's, that's not humility to believe something negative about yourself. That's not, that's not true. Again, what's the will of God in this? Not to drive us down, but to lift us up. Once we're up, should we say, oh no, I'm not up. (laughs) Once the Lord exalts us, do we deny that exaltation because we're humble? No, we don't. We just give him the credit. We say, it's because of the Lord's goodness. It's his goodness that drew us to himself. Amen. Remember in Romans, the scripture says that it's the goodness of God that draws us to repentance. And uh, just as a side note to what I'm saying real quick, uh, by the way, if we want to reach people that we love and care for and our family and friends that don't know God, show them God's goodness, not God's judgment. (laughs) Because that goodness will draw them not how critical we are of their life. Yeah. Anyway, I had to throw that in just for a second. Let me come back. (laughs) <laughs> but humility uh, just doesn't think more highly than it ought to think, okay? If I, could, if I could give you the story of two people, two individuals, you've heard of them, by the way. They're pretty well known. Two individuals, one who did it wrong and one who did it right, will have a role model for our future. The first one is a dude named Satan. And here's what happened to him. It's found in Isaiah 14, verse 12. How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations? For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high God, yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, or hell, to the lowest depths of the pit. What did Lucifer say? He said, I will. 
I will. I will. I will exalt. I will sit. I will ascend. I will be like. And he proclaimed his own way and his own future, and he declared himself to be more than he was. He was not in submission to the will of the Father. He was declaring, I am, I will, I will be, I will do this. And you can see why he might do that because he was able to observe how God created things. God would speak and things would happen. He would say, let there be, boom. And he saw the laws of faith, the laws of the kingdom. God would speak and things would happen. So he, with a puffed up heart, from, from self-observation and self-exaltation said, and I will, and I will. But how many know his, his I will ran into God's I will? <laughs> but his pride brought him down. His pride got him booted from heaven. This self-promotion, self-exaltation. And what we can get from this is the more boastful, proud, self-congratulatory, self-promoting we are, the more like Satan we are. And we can predict our own future, and that's going down. For this is how he did it. Evolution is one of these belief systems, one of these teachings, one of these theories that's highly promoted in our country, has for, been for a number of years now. And, and that's all about self-promotion. That's all about Congratulations, you are the awesome human race. You came up out of the goo. <laughs> you, you came up and grew yourself some legs. Good for you. And you pulled yourself up and made yourself something and swung from a tree and shed your tail and put on a suit and you have made something of yourself. It is, it, it is about self-exaltation, right? Instead of the acknowledgement of God's handiwork and God's creation. Instead of giving credit, it makes people proud. This is who I am. This is what I've done. This is what I've accomplished. We want to beat our chest and be congratulated and be recognized and be approved. And instead of saying, Lord, you have done all things well and you have done things for me and you deserve the glory. You deserve the honor. This is, this is what Satan did. And then there's the other guy. You know who he is now? His name is Jesus. Uh, I, don't mean, I don't mean to imply they're opposites in power because they're not. They're not of this. Jesus is eternal and he's God. Satan is a created being. Jesus was not created. Uh, he's the creator. But he took on this, the form of a servant. Even as God. And here's what it says in Philippians 2, 5. Let this mind be in you. Let this mind. Everybody say this mind. this mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. In other words, think this way. Okay? Who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. He did what to himself? He made himself. He was not humbled. He humbled I don't want to be humbled. I don't want that to have to come. I want to take the initiative and humble. I want to bow my knee willingly rather than being forced. 
I don't want to. I don't want to be forced to confess in in the in the great judgment that Jesus is Lord, because everyone will say it. I want to say it up front, while I'm still here, voluntarily. Jesus, I confess, you are Lord. That voluntary submission, that act of humility, gets you promoted to heaven and <laughs> exalted forevermore. When you're forced to do it, you don't get the perk. He made himself of no reputation, taken on the form of a bondservant, came in the likeness of men. Verse eight, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. By the way, death of the cross meant uh, worst of the worst. This is, for, this is capital punishment. This is for the worst criminals. He didn't just die. He died brutally and horribly, and he died in, in, in a shameful manner. He took our shame. Therefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. We can follow the example of Lucifer and proclaim ourselves. I can, I will, this is who I am and be brought down low. Or we can follow the example of the Lord Jesus and humble ourselves Make ourselves of no reputation. Take on the form of a servant. Be willing to do things that we think we're too good for. Change that. Let this mind be in you. Let this mind, the way Jesus thought, let that be in you. And see what he did. And this is the extreme example. Yielding himself up for the death, a shameful death of the worst of the worst of of people on the earth. And the end result he got elevated, he got lifted, he got exalted, and now it is his name that is above every name. Come on. It is his name that demons bow to and tremble at. It is his name that we fall down and worship. Why? He humbled himself to the very lowest and was exalted to the very highest. So when we think about and we're tempted to to, to promote ourselves and to proclaim our own, our own worth and value, slow way down. Say, wait a minute, who am I acting like here? Who am I emulating? Who am I following? What would Jesus do in this situation? What would the devil do? See, the, the enemy wants us to be blind to this reality so it hinders our promotion. And the Lord wants us to have full sight and be able to see and understand his working so he is able to step in and elevate and lift and bring us to a higher place. Amen? Praise God. Well, now I've set the stage so we can get into some business. Yeah. And we will. You up for it? Yeah, do it. Huh? You scared? <laughs> What's the heart of the heart of the Lord? To knock us down? No, 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 no. He seeks to, to elevate you. He seeks to promote. He seeks to lift us up. But in a healthy way, in a way that is godly and is right and will enable us to remain and sustain that level of grace. Praise God. Amen. Father, thank you for working in here, for working in here right now, for working in your people.